0: Hello and welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction Science guy. I'm a writer, speaker, podcaster, and intentional manifesting coach. I invite you to think of Manifest the Big Stuff as a check in or a tune up for manifestors who, like me, are looking to create their realities more intentionally. In each episode, I share ideas, tips, and techniques. They're all designed to help you become a more powerful architect of your reality. I'm very excited to be with you today, especially because this is the second episode in a new Manifest the Big Stuff series called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. In this series, I'm going to walk you through my latest use of my belief-raising process, a process I invented in 2007 to try to avoid complete and total financial annihilation. It worked so well, I simply had to start writing about it, and that's actually how I got started as an author. Since that first time, my belief-raising process has proven itself to work over and over again. This process actually grows your beliefs into alignment with your desires for almost any part of your life, which means using it, you will manifest versions of that part of your life much closer to your desires for them. I'm going to walk you through my latest use of this process in my real life and in real time in each episode of this series. Each episode will detail one step up my emotional reference chart until I reach the top. And today I'm going to share my raw second journal entry as I wrote and then lived my way into a new target emotional perspective on The statement, I am God. Before we get into today's episode, however, I want to make sure to invite you to join my Facebook manifesting group today. It's called Manifest the Big Stuff with Greg Kuhn, Creating Our Realities Together. The link to this amazing group is in the description of this episode on whatever platform you're listening or watching, or you can also look it up on Facebook. I invite you to continue this discussion of my belief-raising process within our Vibrant Manifesting community. Please join it today. Well, let's get started with today's episode, where I unravel the profound transformation that recently occurred when I aligned my beliefs with my desires to see and understand that I am God. In this series, we embark on a transformative journey. It delves into the remarkable process of aligning our beliefs with our deepest desires for any part of our lives. You can follow along in real time as I work my belief-raising process and grow my beliefs surrounding the statement, I am God. This is the same belief-raising process that takes center stage in my upcoming book, Set to be released on September 5th, 2023, called A Handbook for Those Already Born How to Manifest Better Versions of Reality. This groundbreaking methodology has been instrumental not only in my latest work, but also in my previous books, such as How Quantum Physicists Build New Beliefs and Why Quantum Physicists Play Grow a Greater You. To kick things off, Let's look at the origins of this transformative process. Let's examine how it came to be. It started back in early June 2007 when I got a call from my attorney that sent shivers down my spine. She informed me that by September, foreclosures would commence on all 15 properties I owned. At that point, bankruptcy would be an inevitable option. I would soon be buried under a mountain of over $1 million in debt, all coming from an ill-advised side business. I was on the verge of losing my marriage, home, and unraveling my family's lives. From that moment forward, I knew I would forever be known as the guy who did that to his family during every Thanksgiving, every family gathering, And despite having an excellent attorney and two dedicated realtors by my side, our relentless efforts to sell these properties and fend off foreclosures had yielded nothing. I was about to plunge into a nightmare of financial and personal disaster. And in that desperate situation, I realized I had nothing left to lose. I had long been a devoted reader of books about quantum physics which had taught me that on a fundamental level we are intricately connected to the reality we observe. It dawned on me, if this is true, and it is, I really ought to be able to reshape my reality. But how could I actually do that? How could I transform myself enough to manifest the changes I desired? Traditional positive thinking and positive affirmations had failed me by this point, so they were out. What I created in their absence was a plan to grow my beliefs by working with my subconscious, which is where our beliefs are stored and protected growing my beliefs by telling my subconscious the truth about how I really felt every step of the way. I devised a plan to meet myself exactly where I was, acknowledge my true emotions, and then coach myself in a way that my subconscious could truly believe. After all, our subconscious comprehends only emotional authenticity. It understands the language of our genuine feelings. To reshape my beliefs about money and debt, which were in dire need of transformation within a limited time frame, I constructed a list of ascending emotions that I call the Emotional Reference Chart. It was inspired by Esther and Jerry Hicks' Emotional Guidance Scale. The emotional reference chart ranges from the most distressing feelings of depression and hopelessness at the bottom to the highest emotional states of love and ecstasy at the top. Crucially, I ensured that the improvement between each emotional perspectives on the chart was incremental. It was slight, but it was genuine. My plan called for me to start where I really was, on that chart, and then write and live my way up the chart, one perspective at a time. In doing this, I surmised that I could be honest with my subconscious every step of the way, and if I did that, I might just allow my beliefs to evolve as I poured my heart and soul into each new emotional perspective. Oh, the improvement between emotional perspectives may have been subtle. Each new perspective did represent progress. It was like coaxing a hesitant bunny to accept a carrot from your hand. It required patience and persistence, but eventually that bunny nibbled away. Hence, in mid-June, I began employing my emotional reference chart, and it became the foundation of a belief-raising process that would astound me with its effectiveness. By May 2008, when I sold my final property, I had managed to eliminate all my debt, evade foreclosure, and avoid declaring bankruptcy. The process still works every single time. This series merely represents my latest use of it. And here, I will guide you step-by-step through my latest utilization of my belief-raising process. Together, we will witness firsthand how the growth of my beliefs transformed my life. To embark on this journey with me, I invite you to grab a copy of A Handbook for Those Already Born and adopt this process with me. Or if you're listening before September 5th, grab a copy of one of my previous titles I mentioned earlier. Additionally, make sure you join my Facebook manifesting group. And in fact, subscribe to my newsletter. So our connection remains strong. You can find the relevant links in the episode description. In the previous episode, episode one of this series, I outlined why I was taking this particular journey up the emotional reference chart. And I also established the baseline emotional perspective where I began using this process this time. I read you how I really felt about the statement, I am God, which was nervous and worried. And that served as the starting point for applying my belief-raising process in this specific part of my life. Using this process aligned my beliefs about being God with my desires for it. So you'll get to see that happen. Ultimately, the climax of our series awaits in episode 16, where I reach the pinnacle of the emotional reference chart, attaining the emotional perspective of love and ecstasy about being God and manifesting this part of my life. From the new beliefs, I grew in the process. As I've shared in numerous books, most recently in a handbook for those already born, our beliefs shape the form, function, meaning, and value of our reality, meaning they manifest our lives. And we did not consciously choose these beliefs. They were bestowed upon us during our early childhood, when we lacked the capacity and the empowerment to select them ourselves, we inherited the beliefs of our most trusted caregivers. And given that imperfect humans raised us, it follows that we all inevitably inherited beliefs that cannot always manifest versions of reality we truly desire. This discrepancy can inflict immense pain, especially when you realize that more is possible in some aspect of your life. Whenever life becomes too painful, it always signals an opportune moment to employ this belief raising process. So join me now and continue to stay with me on this enlightening journey as we unlock the power of growing our beliefs and witness how it changes our lives. Let's take a moment to recap episode one. During an audience with Franco Romero, an incredibly gifted and personable channeler, communicator, and spiritual coach and guide, he told me that I and every other human being was God. He did not mean, of course, that I am the God, the biblical God, the one and only Creator. And and when he shared this with me, I agreed with him 100%. I write and teach about that. But I couldn't deny that I didn't believe that statement as thoroughly and literally as Franco presented it to me. So I was immediately motivated to work my belief-raising process on it. To begin... I sat down to do my initial writing about how I really felt about the statement, I am God. Not how I wanted to feel about it. Not how I thought I ought to feel about it. But how I truly felt about it. And how did I really feel about being God? What was revealed in my initial writing? I felt worried and nervous about that. Worried that it wasn't truly okay for me to be thinking I am God. Nervous about how other people might react to me saying that. And worried and nervous that I'm not really God. Because if I were God, my life would be so much less painful. If I were God, wouldn't I be able to manifest a life full of what I want? Wouldn't my life be pain-free? If I'm God, why don't I have all the joy and fulfillment I truly desire in life? Worried and nervous became my baseline emotional perspective about the statement, I am God, which meant that my new target perspective on the emotional reference chart was frustration and aggravation. My task now was to write and then live my way into feeling frustrated and aggravated about the statement, I am God. Of course, not a quantum leap by any stretch, which is key to why my belief raising process works so well. I always begin my writing by looking up the definitions of the feelings because I use those to guide me as I begin to write. The definition of frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of inability to change or achieve something. And the definition of aggravation is an intensification of a negative quality or aspect, angry or displeased, especially because of small problems or annoyances. After writing down those definitions. I asked myself the two questions that I use as a writing prompt for this process. What must I believe about myself and my life to feel frustrated and aggravated about the statement, I am God? And what would it be like and how would I feel if I were frustrated and aggravated about being God. And that's my writing prompt. I use the definitions of the feelings to guide and direct my writing. And other than that, I answer those questions by writing in free form. Sometimes people call this free association writing. Free form writing allows your subconscious to speak. I use a paper and pen to write for my belief-raising process, and I highly recommend you do likewise. The physical act and tactile experience of using a pen and writing on paper is much more conducive to free-form writing. Here's how I do it. I hold the definitions in my mind, consider my writing prompt questions, and treat my pen like a conduit. I let my thoughts flow through my pen and simply write them down as they emerge. I don't analyze what I'm writing. I write down what emerges from my mind without judging or filtering it. I do my best not to edit anything and instead just let what comes out come out. As I already noted, I was naturally and authentically worried and nervous about the statement, I am God. That's how I really felt. Putting myself into the emotional perspective of being frustrated and aggravated about it was actually pretty simple. It was, in fact, very easy to go there because of how small the improvement was between those two emotional perspectives. And this is intentional. The reason this process works so well is that you are always being emotionally honest with your subconscious every time you write your way into the next highest emotional perspective. The improvement between them on the chart is so minor that your subconscious always goes there with you because you really can and you will feel that way about whatever part of your life you're working the process on. While it may be tempting to move more than one emotional perspective up the chart, and really sometimes that... Could be a realistic and attainable goal don't do it resist the temptation and stick to moving one emotional perspective at a time even if you could jump two or more emotional perspectives and you really could authentically attain that higher perspective than the next highest one you skipped over you wouldn't want to do it why not i i know if you were able to authentically write your way into and then authentically live your way into a perspective higher on the chart, wouldn't that simply make the process go faster and get you to your goal of love and ecstasy sooner? The problem with that is twofold. Number one, you always risk veering off into the territory of an emotional quantum leap when you sidestep the next highest emotional perspective. Even a small leap of slightly too positive feelings will sabotage growing your beliefs. Your subconscious can sniff out manufactured feelings every time. It is highly sensitive to emotional perspectives that don't match how you really feel, and it will not allow your beliefs to grow when it encounters that. The good news is... That as long as you stick to the pace of moving up the chart one emotional perspective at a time, you will never spook your subconscious. Your subconscious will always allow your beliefs to grow in accord with each new emotional perspective because the emotional reference chart is written to ensure the improvement between perspectives is slight enough that you're always being emotionally honest when you write and then live your way into the next highest one. And two, you won't learn the essential lessons associated with the emotional perspective you skipped. Each emotional perspective manifests a new version of reality in this part of your life. You will see and understand this part of your world differently because your beliefs will have grown. Now, your outer world is... Always manifested by your inner world. Your reality is always a projection of your beliefs. The changes in your beliefs as you move up one emotional perspective on the chart come right from the quantum field, or or if you prefer, the one consciousness. It's like the quantum field is sharing a curriculum with you at each emotional perspective in accord with the new target perspective. And this curriculum is individualized only for you, 100%. Take it from me, you do not want to cheat yourself out of any of those lessons. In fact, those lessons, they're one of the greatest treasures of using this process. And actually, starting with today's episode, I'll share the individualized curriculum from each new perspective After I read aloud my free-form writing about the new target emotional goal, you'll also hear me read what I wrote about the new ways of engaging with my life because of it, the ways that I began living my way into the new perspective. So without further ado, let's get into that writing. Let me read you my second journal entry. This is me writing about the statement, I am God from the perspective of frustration and aggravation. This doesn't make sense. I am not God. Besides the whole, I didn't create all this myself. If I was God, I would be happy. I would be okay. I would have exactly what I desire. I wouldn't be scared, I would not be limited. I would be kind, patient, open, caring, empathetic. I would seek to understand ahead of trying to be understood. I wouldn't worry about impressing you. I wouldn't feel inadequate. This is the true bullshit of this statement, I am God. And yes, it is very frustrating. If I am God, I'm upset at my inability to achieve those things. Things that are a huge part of my reality and my experiences with it. Because those are the first things I take care of if I were God. If I am God, why do I get angry and defensive so often? Why do I judge everything? I am God. Come on. That statement aggravates me because it shines a light on all those things I do better. If it were true. My reality manifests from this new emotional perspective of frustration and aggravation. This is simple. It's how I really feel. I am angry and upset at my inability to manifest and experience reality as I desire, if I am God. And now I'll share with you some writing I did about a new way of engaging with this part of my reality based on this new emotional perspective, which is how I began to live my way into it. And I wonder, I consider the question, who says that I'm not supposed to fail, to fall short? Who says that I'm not supposed to have painful feelings? Where did that come from? I don't know, but I do know that this is life. Right here, right now. And I am bringing God to life in this moment. The islands bring the archipelago to life. Without the islands, there is no archipelago above the surface, in our world. I am an island, and I am bringing God to life in our world. Those ways of engaging, which authentically arose from the new emotional perspective of frustration and aggravation, were nowhere near where I wanted to be with the statement, I am God. Yet, they were definitely slightly more aligned, those questions and those ways of seeing this part of my life were definitely more empowering and were slightly more aligned than the previous ones. And I look forward to sharing in the next episode what the next emotional perspective brings. I definitely want to thank you today for sharing your time with me my intent is to help you make the most of your time because there isn't anything more valuable before we go as a reminder please join my facebook manifesting group today i probably forgot to tell you that on that facebook group i share exclusive content about my life my manifesting my engaging with reality content that is available nowhere else And I'd love to share it with you. So please join. The link is in the description of this podcast or video, as is the link to my newsletter. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of value to you. I never take that for granted. I appreciate it so much. And until we get to meet up again, I hope you decide to make the most of your time. And I will do my best to do likewise.